Welcome. This is episode 116. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. And this is Bobby. We're coming back from an LA versus RSL victory. Three to zero, guys. Well, as we should, right? As we should. Victory! The Galaxy has now now has more home wins than the 2017 Galaxy. Congratulations, guys. You you have surpassed the lowest bar ever set by the an LA Galaxy team in the history of the club. Well, that's saying quite a bit right there. <laughs> that's horrible. Sorry, I brought, I, so I brought that right down, didn't I? Like Absolutely. you guys, positive, and I just I bombed it. I was like on a super high, man. I mean, we we took care of business. So we got a clean sheet. We scored multiple goals. Goals. Uh, we won by multiple goals for the first time, uh, I think, ever this yeah. season. That was that, so. That, that I think that was the sorry. But, and again, that's I think that was my equivalent of like, hey, we're gonna go to North Korea to do peace treaties. Now we're just kidding. We're gonna open an international house of burgers in North Korea. International <laughs> burgers. I don't understand it. Yeah, we won. Hey, we won. Did yeah. this work? I, we look, look, now. look. We won the game that we should have won in general. Um, but I don't think we, w- I mean, the, the outcome, the scoreline really reflects a different game. It only really reflects the second half. So let's start talking exactly. about the first half. Yeah. Um, terrible first half. Awful. God awful first half. Like the galaxy, Horrible. the galaxy didn't really create chances. I mean, they did create some chances, but they did not look sharp at all. Um, if RSL had better finishing they we would definitely have gone down. Um, there was that, uh, there was that play, Bobby, that you, you, I think you said something like, I, you said something ridiculous, like, oh my God, Rusnak or Mamma Mia Rusnak or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Because he, cause, cause he got the ball clear right in front of, right, right in front of goal. And then he just, for some reason, hit the ball right back over to the, to the, his left, to the corner left. Yeah. To the corner without, flag. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. Thank play. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shelvick completely lost him, by the way. He was marking him and then drifted away from him and then looked over his shoulder and saw that he was there. Then the ball passed Shelvick, and and thankfully for uh, for for everyone, that, that ball just went far, far wide. For all Galaxy fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might have been a different game if that goal goes in or if that ball goes in, but I'm not sure. I mean, the Galaxy have pretty much shown that they are a second half team i think that but that's a that's only if they get they make it through the first half well that's well, that's the key right that's that's mm, always right. key. and even siggy said that at halftime during during halftime megan riza um the new sportsnet <clears throat> um yeah that's sideline yeah. commentator um asked like you know what what's the, the game plan and and siggy basically said look we're always going to be able to find a goal given the talent that we have on the on the team we just have to, you know, we just have to keep it zero zero, and which is, you know, what we've talked about for a long time. That seems to be Siggy's game plan is like, you know, keep it zero zero. Although it's just not been working, and thankfully for the Galaxy and for Siggy, RSL's uh, decision making and finishing were awful in the first half. Um, there was another play though that really could have changed the game in the first half. Um, there was a <clears throat> there was a long ball. I don't remember who it was, but Shelvick went to uh, to try and uh, clear it out and completely missed the ball, took the player out, and uh, and probably maybe could have seen red in that play. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, actually, I think he, sh- he 
should have seen red on a couple plays. He had a really um, bad first half. Really, and he had a game really, in general. But yes, yeah. It, it, it's really weird to say that a defender had a bad game when the team posted a clean sheet. Oh, but he had made so many that, bad decisions. But yeah, I, I think we talked about Shelvick running hot and cold, and this is one of his cold games, and he's had more cold games than he has hot games. And luckily for the Galaxy, uh, it didn't cost them in this game. But well, we're we're probably gonna beat this dead horse uh, you know this is the most expensive uh defender in the entire league making plays like that that mm-hmm. is money very well spent there guys it, it really is frustrating to to know uh you know that our money is uh being put to that use it's it, it's appalling to watch it was appalling to watch that first half it was really frustrating because i thought that we would come out swinging, being that we were at home, we're going into the World Cup break, we needed those three points, we had a, uh, a very good draw against a very hot Portland side on the road. RSL, yes, they're third in the West, but that's very misleading. They, they, they're beating three games in a row, they're beating Colorado, they're beating Seattle twice. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do, but... Like I said, I think the Galaxy are better than RSL. Um, they finally showed it in the second half, but that first half was it was very difficult to watch. It was very frustrating, and uh, you know it had me saying to myself, "Oh my God, you got to be kidding me!" Like not even RSL. That's this is going to be like another LA San Jose game where it's just you know you're not going to get anything going, and you're going you better hope to get a goal in there somewhere um, going into halftime. That's kind of what I felt, and. Um, yeah, the Galaxy second half team. It's yeah. like you're you're spotting it. What I don't get is like Siggy will make the proper adjustments and they'll look better in the second half, which is fine. That's good. But I kind of feel like the Galaxy are spotting the team an entire half before they say, "Okay, we're ready to play now." Yeah, and they need to be lucky right. though. They need to be lucky to not go down. That's the thing. I mean, we were lucky that we did not go down in that game in the first half. There were some chances that RSL had. Um, and it, I mean, look, if we if we went down in that first half 2-0, that would have been a whole different game. Even 1-0, it would have been a whole different game because because the, then it'll change the whole mood on the team. You see how the entire team gets all butthurt whenever any goal goes in and how they just lose. They lose. They, they kind of lose. They lose focus until the second half. But I mean, that's not that's not a winning strategy. It's just or, not a winning or, strategy. Or until I disagree. They go down 2-0. Yeah, I was going to say, going down 2-0 seems to motivate them pretty well, and it seems to be like the only motivator that they have, which, as but Bobby said, is not a good strategy. Yeah, and, and nothing in between. Like, 1-0, now nah, they're still kind of crappy. Uh, 2-0, okay, now we can play. Um, one unlucky thing uh, that did happen in, in the first half is the legit injury. Um, and it happened mm. just before, and it was like non-contact. Like, uh, he landed awkwardly on his ankle, uh, the, on the replay, it looks like his foot got caught underneath him as he was, uh, you know, uh, stretching to, to clear a ball. And his uh, he, ex- he did like a full extension on his ankle, like his body weight and his momentum all, you know, stretching that ankle out. Um, it looked bad. Like he he didn't look like he was going to be able to continue. And then surprisingly, he came out uh, with the team to start the second half. And then he went about like, what, two or three minutes and then couldn't go. Yeah, he got taken out, and I believe in the 49th minute. So I mean, it was only four minutes in, and yeah, um, 
you know, I'm pretty sure by the second or third minute, he was already thinking like, yeah, there's no way I can go. Um, as far as we know, we don't know the extent of the injury because, you know, this is the galaxy. So they're not going to release anything um, because they're not mandated to do so. And that's the reasoning. Um, we don't need to know that. So uh, we have no idea what the status is on um, on uh, Legit there. Uh, the good news is, is that we do have a two week break. So uh, whatever time he has to recover, he, he got spotted two weeks. So at least that's good. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully it's nothing uh, that will keep him out for an extended period of time. Hopefully it's just like a mild sprain that, you know, and he'll be ready to go on June 30th, uh, which is our next game. Now I'm kind of going out of order here and I'm kind of backtracking, but uh, since we're talking about players in the, in the, in the lineup, um, starting lineup, uh, I think Allison Drini was a late scratch. Um, it was a quad injury. I believe uh, the, um, was this, was the official um, reason. Um, and again, as far as I know, I don't know what his status is and whether he's uh, going to be ready um, in two weeks. But he was a late scratch. He should have been in the game. So to start the game off, uh, we're missing Alessandrini. Uh, we know that the DeSantos brothers are with Mexico uh, for the World Cup. So going into the game, no DPs in the lineup for the Galaxy. And about 90% of the people... We're actually happy about it because I actually <laughs> thought that we were going to play better and that we were going to have a good game. Now, it took 45 minutes for it to materialize. I would but say 49. Exact, 49. But that's exactly what happened. That you had your most expensive guys, your playmakers, your um, game changers, your MVPs, whatever it is that you want to call it, were all out. And you played better. Guys, that's a problem. And we've talked about this before. This is the front office at its, you know, at its best. You know, getting players that really don't complement the team, uh, this team being put together, um, getting DPs that are there to sell jerseys, to sell tickets, uh, but don't really help us out on the field. Uh, this isn't good, guys. Three DPs, I mean, that's just money that you are just giving away here when your team is better when your most expensive guys are not on the field. Well, that's that's what led to last year's sort of cost uh, cut cutting cutting of cost costs. cutting cost cutting yeah yeah uh, yeah um, is bad bad DP signings bad uh, you but, but know, decisions that, but, and but then that led into bad DP signings in 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 the ways of value right. Um, and, and the problem here is that you you have a front office who is forcing some of these players uh, on on the coach, and they're saying, "Look, here's the tools you have to work with. Now make something nice." And then when you can't make something nice, they're like, "Well, I'm going to take those tools away from you now. The, you know, the ability for you to to, to uh, the materials, but here's you still have to use the tools with the bad materials now." Um, I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense. Uh, obviously someone isn't quite understanding the way how to build a team or they just simply don't care because the people keep coming out. They keep, people keep buying the jerseys, um, because they, they're, they're sort of, uh, being pulled the wool over their eyes with, with the, with the name. Well, the bottom line is always gonna. The bottom line of 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 of, 
of them making their their income and and the revenue is always going to be the thing that's going to really actually dictate their actual choices. I mean, that's just business. Um, the the issue is, is that these players, as um, talented as they should be, are not performing. Specific ones, um, they're just not performing, and they're not performing well with the team within the team, and that's where something needs to be changed. But um, I mean, but we're just beating a dead horse. That horse is so bruised up. It's so bad. I feel so bad. It's, I feel so bad. Um, I um, Normally, if you had, okay, let's say you had Atlanta, for example. They were missing Almiron. They're missing Martinez. They're missing Barco. And they pull out a victory against whoever. You would say, man, that is a really good team they are well coached they are they have uh depth in their position to be missing three of their big stars and still come out with the victory you can say the same thing about nycfc uh you can say the same thing about maybe uh the red bulls okay so but but these are all teams that not only have talented dps that are are that complement each other but they also have a system they have a system and a style play so that when they're missing their big players, they still can rely on their system. And and that's been the case with Tata Martino in the way he plays, uh, Jesse Marsh in the way he plays almost to a point where it's dogmatic. Uh, and, and the same thing with Patrick Vieira. And now, you know, it remains to be seen what the new NYCFC coach um, is going to do now that Patrick Vieira has left for Nice. Um, you know, you would imagine that a guy... Uh, the, the guy that took over the job who was Pep Guardiola's assistant for a long time is going to have a similar way of playing where he goes, okay, uh, we're sticking to a system and that's how we're going to play. It doesn't matter if David Villa is in the lineup or not. We're going to play the same way. And that's not the case with the Galaxy. Right. And again, that, that comes with you know, the front office, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea that their number one priority is to sell jerseys, is to sell tickets and try to get uh, a Mexican market that they have not been able to get for over 20 years. That is their main priority. It seems that winning championships is, has taken uh, a backseat to that. And, uh, you know, we talked about this and it's ex- extremely unfortunate. They have the keys to a Ferrari and they have absolutely no license. They have no idea how to drive this car. They have no business having a car like that. Um, and you can tell what they were doing. I was talking to uh, uh, our good friend, uh, Tom, over from MLS Aces. We were talking about um, how uh, uh, Patrick, he was sad that Patrick Vieira w- was leaving. And I said, I assured him, like, look, your club is extremely ambitious. You are what the Galaxy once were. You know that you're going to get a suitable replacement. You have the philosophy there. You have the core still there. I'm sure the coach is a big part of it, but they're not just going to, you know, hire some recycled coach. They're not going to go in there and hire the next guy in line in the organization. They're going to go out and find a replacement that fits their system, fits their philosophy, um, and a guy who's who's capable. And they did, um, at least on paper. Uh, we said the same thing about Patrick Vieira. Like, oh, well, just because he's Patrick Vieira doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be um, successful. But... but looks like they did their homework because Patrick Vieira turned an expansion team into a contender. And um, so that's the difference is that their front office knows exactly what they're doing. Our front office has absolutely no clue 
what they're doing. They have no idea how to build a winner. Um, as long as uh, those guys remain in that position, and they will be, um, the Galaxy are going to be mediocre at best, or they're going to have to get very, very lucky uh, because they're not as ambitious as they once were. Um, I know everyone's uh, screaming Zlatan and, and Kamara, which is great, but then you put two guys in there that obviously didn't fit. Um, it's too crowded. Uh, you have you have the, the one of the the better strikers in the league playing on the wing and not in a striker position. Um, you have one of the greatest strikers ever play the game, um, extremely frustrated and you know not knowing how to use him. It, it's uh, it's a clusterfuck. This, um, this 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 conversation turned so dour after a win. I mean, you know, come on, right? we won. We didn't we didn't well, we even get past the first. We half haven't even got to. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. about well, to say why. that we haven't even that's got to the second half. It's when you let well, Lewis why, take the take the steering the wheel. Half. When you take when you let let Lewis take go. the steering wheel, this is where we're going. At least he's driving the Ferrari though. He's driving the Ferrari into the wall, but at least I would never let Lewis drive a Ferrari ever, ever. You are never taking the keys. <laughs> that's why I got to just like do what I got to do so that, you know, you guys don't know about it. I just got to take it on just my own. Reaching over but, from the passenger seat. You take it on your own. You so, crash in two seconds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come no, on. Lewis take, no, Lewis stretches that crash out. He takes a long time to crash. Oh, do, you know mm-hmm. how, do you know how fast to <laughs> no, lose so, control in that kind of car? Anyways, whatever. Go on. <laughs> okay. So before we sit into the, you know, into uh, a happier conversation, before we start getting into the second half here, um, let me go ahead and start it this way because, um, again, I'm going a little out of order. But Siggy in the post game comments, like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading it out of context. I didn't hear the tone. I'm not sure the mood. I'm not, sure, uh, you know, I will admit that I'm just reading it. But it seemed to me that he stumbled onto the formation that they used. Uh, in this game that was successful. Uh, he said they used the 3-5-2 and that he's like, oh, this is working. We should use this more often. <laughs> when I mentioned the moment that we got Zlatan that the probably the most effective way to do it and if you want all your guys in there who need to be in there and for the guys to be effective, it's going to have to be a 3-5-2. But that this kind of upset me. Well, well he doesn't listen the to the show. He's had the second... <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah. second time that, that he's done it. The first time was more out of necessity. In um, Vancouver. In Vancouver. I think this time around might have been the same thing because you were missing three midfielders. And well, I, no, I guess but, you figured but, what the hell you have to lose. But this, but, is, this is the time that he has the freedom to do it without, right. without you know, sort of facing the repercussions because there's two very, uh, you know, locked in uh, permanent ink starters not available to him so you you know he can sort of be as experimental as you as he wants and i'll tell you this it didn't work in the first half it worked in the second half and the reason it worked in the second half are twofold one the insertion of bradford jameson uh when he came in for legit he changed the game the other thing and a lot and i haven't seen too many people talk about this is after Bradford Jamison came in, Zlatan pulled back and played deeper, almost as a playmaker, and let Ola Kamara go up top. That was the big change that happened in the second half. Uh, well, the big change was Bradford Jamison. Zlatan has done that many times without uh, success in the many games prior. But he, but he spent a lot of time. 
He's done that many times. He, I'm telling you, he's, he's, been a lot, he's done that. He's done that seen, many times. I haven't seen Zlatan sort of take that position and let Ola go up top uh, for as long as he did in this game. Usually, it's him up top. But you are absolutely I see right. Him that, come but, ba- I see him come back every now and again. But in this in this instance, it looked like. Well, plays were actually ha- plays were actually working, you know, and it was because of you know BJ four and like you know they were opening up spaces and so they can all move around because th- things were actually being fluid in that second half compared to every other game that we've been having with them. Yeah, um, I, and, I think and, that- and you're right. BJ four totally made a big difference in this game, and he yeah. was the the exact kind of energy we actually need this entire season, to be honest. But I mean, as, as soon as he came on, you saw the team. Mm-hmm suddenly had urgency and they had some creativity and they Absolutely. had some fight in yep. them. Yep. I mean, he's a lot of, a lot's been said uh, about the galaxy's lack of a transition player and how they don't have anybody really on the team that can take the ball from the defense and then quickly turn it into offense. And I thought that BJ four did that really, really, he really fil- well. He filled in that in game. pretty he well. He filled yeah. that hole. And this is a guy who is an Academy guy. I mean, you know, he came up from G2 last year um, he was one of the, the, the few bright spots that we had. And, and I mean, what a few months ago, we were talking about how this guy has this concussion, uh, you know, really bad. You know, it's like three concussions in yeah. a short amount of time. And he may never even play again uh, as a pro. And now to see him back on the field and making such a big impact, is, it's, it's wonderful to see that. Just take it careful. Take it careful. That's all I got. Yeah, I, I think it's an unfortunate uh, way to go into the game uh, that, you know, we lose legit. But it was really encouraging to to see him come in there um, for starters. Like you said, it, yeah. it was possible that his career may have been over. And the second thing, to, to see him make an impact uh, on the team in his first minutes with the first team all season. Um, and it was it was so apparent. Um, it, mm-hmm. it was so good to see that as a fan. Um, it was so good to see, uh, I'm sure... Um, his confidence level is high. I'm sure he's eager. I hope that Siggy uses him more often. I hope so, too. Um, I, I hope that, you know, that, that thing that he stumbled on, you know, like, oh, well, hey, this guy actually might make a difference. I, I should probably play him a little bit more. You know, um, I hope that sticks. Uh, I hope that, um, you know, I, I hope that Ashley Cole is right, that the, uh, the season starts now. For the galaxy, um, you know, they, they figure, you know, it seems that Siggy and company have figured something out, um, something that has worked for them. And, uh, you know, granted that it's a victory against a very poor team, but a victory is a victory. And it was a, a convincing victory, at least in the second half. And, you know, if that's what it, you know, that's what it took to uh, get this team going, then so be it. I don't want to drink the Kool-Aid no, just you yet. It's only been uh, and one I game. shouldn't. Right. And one and, half uh, of a game. I know that we have we have a we have a two week break before, uh, before our next game and it is against San Jose. Um, so it's another one of those must win games that, you know, you, you don't want to lose to that team. You definitely want to go up in their stadium and uh, and punch them in the mouth, beat them at their uh, in front of their fans. Um, and if we could do that, uh, and then going into the Fourth of July game against another very poor DC United team, guess what? You have uh, you know that oh, winning no. streak going, and you could be in a playoff spot uh, uh, once uh, the World Cup is done. So. No. Um, 
there, there is a lot to play for. We're in July. This is around the time that you should be winning your games. You should be, you know, uh, fighting for position here. That Ulster, uh, uh, that Ulster games is, you know, kind of around the corner once that World Cup break is done. So, um, yeah, uh, th- this is a time that uh, uh, teams will probably start making a push or a real push. So, um, yeah, maybe actually Cole's right and he understands MLS. Uh, the, the season starts now. I'm, I'm, I'm worried here, Bobby. Mm, why? I'm worried because when Lewis starts looking at the schedule and, and projecting, oh, I know, far out. It, that's where it that's where well that, the that's, that's where I just stop listening. <laughs> I just I'm just like you know what? Because last time I kind of followed his his lead and I got <laughs> fucked over in balls and beers. And, it's all part of the plan. And it started it started me off really badly. So I'm just like you know what? No, no. I usually don't ever let anybody influence me, but Lewis got me got me for a couple months right there. <laughs> <laughs> I am the puppet master. Dance puppets. Dance. Yeah, absolutely um, not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, look, you know we we do, <laughs> <laughs> we do have a game. We do have a game in between there, Lewis. Uh, we have a U.S. Open Cup match uh, against Portland on June fifteenth in Portland. Um, so Zlatan mentioned that a lot of guys were a little disappointed that uh, they had to play this game because they were looking to go on vacation. And I guess that that plan got canceled because now they're playing the MLS opponent in the Open Cup. And um, and they're probably going to have to fill the first team because, um, you know, everybody else is on break. So why not? You know, you try to win, try to win that game. Uh you guys know how I feel about the U.S. Open Cup. I, I'm not a, a particularly big fan. I, I've come around as of late, but I'm just uh, – I don't see the big deal. When, when teams don't don't take the, the game seriously uh, until they have, you know, the trophy in sight, it's hard for me to get up for it as well. Uh, so uh, going into this match, I almost feel it was unnecessary and pointless – uh, I know I'll be chastised for saying this, but I almost feel like, yeah, you know what? Take your break. Just take the loss. Take your break. It's, it, but it's, but it's your your best shot at a trophy for the season. Right, right. It is. Uh, it is definitely. It's not, the, it's, it's a. It's it's not a, as prestigious, obviously, as the MLS Cup, but it's a trophy. It's hard. Right. It's, it's a you trophy. Can, you can point to it. Your, and granted, you and can granted, point you to can it. Look at. <laughs> you can point. You can point to it. And granted, when. We won the U.S. Open Cup in 2005 um, under Steve Sampson. I shook the man's hand and I said, "You're fired, Steve." And he was fired the next, the following year. Um, it's still a trophy. It's still, you know, something that you can that you can put in your trophy case. You can still point um, at it. Point at it certainly because it's an object. You go look. There it is. There's a there's an inanimate object that I can point at. I'm literally um, going to do that every time I get, like, an award or something. I'm just going to, like, next time I see you, I'm like, look, point. I'm just going to point at it. Look, look, I'm pointing at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from the another trophy in the in the trophy case, it is also your only way that you're going to be able to get into the, uh, the CCL um, if you're interested in that. Um, however, I mean, I would feel a little embarrassed sending this team into the CCL because we would be run off the field. And it won't uh, be this team. Much- it won't be this team because it, that, that's another like eight months before we start that uh, CCL season. So it'll be a completely different team. Um, anyway, this is, we're, we're getting way off the rails here. 
Um, let's go back and talk about the goals that the Galaxy scored in the second half of this game, and then we can wrap up this game, and uh, and, and we can move on. Mm-hmm. Where we will get a win in San Jose. Or we'll, where we will get a win in San Jose and then go undefeated all throughout the rest of June. <laughs> July. <laughs> no, 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 no I'm, I'm talking about June. I'm not crazy here. I'm the talking about June. July. Or you need to stop, Lewis. That's Just it. Stop, stop cursing our team, Lewis. <laughs> so Zlatan's goals. Uh, the first uh, first one I'll, I'll talk about. Ibra has that one cleared off the line. That was uh, unbelievably, I don't know how that didn't go in. Um, mm. That it like bounced off of his head and as he was trying to kick in and Ramondo. Um, at one point, Bobby. Yeah. I was getting ready to text you and be like, mm, Ramondo's looking pretty spry yeah. tonight. Uh, yeah. And then and then the first goal happened. Uh, uh, Pontius, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he meant to, to do that like weird lofting cross the way he did. Yeah. It looks like he tried for a shot and he just mishit it. Um, but Ramondo came out. He misjudged it. He tried to punch it out and it went nowhere. Uh, and Zlatan was there just to like nod the, the ball into the back of the net, and then run, and then he ran over and just like started, you know, got, yelled something in the face of, of the defender. Shit talking to someone, yeah, yeah, Zlatan, yeah, big time. He just ran over. And he was like, I know. <laughs> he turned around. He's like, what, what, what? And I was like, dude, all right, all right. But yeah, no, that was that was that was unfortunate for Ramondo. I mean, he, I really don't think he could have done anything. That 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 ball was way too over him, and he has a guy. He has a guy right next to him that's freaking two times taller than him before he even jumps. So uh, there's just but, no but, way. But Zlatan like backed off of that play. You well, know? Yeah, Zlatan, well off. because because he read it. Because he read that play. He read. He knew that was gonna happen. It was kind of like the same thing where he knows where like the the goalie is gonna kick the, hit head the ball out a little bit, and then he he he'll be able to take that strike from distance you know like he just he reads he reads players um yeah it happens here and there it doesn't happen all the time um but when it does it seems like he does it super easily yeah i actually i, I don't know i'm in the opinion that Ramondo really mishits that um, i'm not saying it wasn't i'm just saying it was too difficult for him I don't even want to think it's difficult. I just think it was mishit. I mean, I don't think Ramondo from even two years ago would miss that. Um, it was uh, obviously a, a bad clearance. Zlatan, I do believe, read the play. Um, and uh, he he hung around and he was able to just uh, pounce on it mm-hmm. um, uh, after uh, a, a huge mistake by Ramondo. Uh, put, us, uh, put us up over the top. And leading up to that goal... I think uh, I was watching it with David and we're like, dude, we're not scoring because there were a couple of times where like, dude, how do you miss that? Including the one that was off the line. Yeah, I think it, start, a couple it, minutes it started later, feeling think, like the kind of game where it's just like, oh, this is just not going to be on our side. This is it. Right. Right. Uh, I think what was the other guy? I think Pontius had uh, maybe like right after maybe had a had a clear chance and, and he missed it wide. And we were saying, oh, my God, like we're not going to score. It's going to be a zero zero draw or uh, RSL is going to score on us because you know we're, we're we're keeping them in the game and then that happened and then that pretty much just uh opened the floodgates uh, the second goal uh very similar to the goal that he scored against chicago uh, yeah. across from the left uh perfectly i mean it was just pinpointed right at his head clean, and clean header 
very mm -hmm. clean header. Lands a mirror in the image of, the, of the, the Chicago goal. But I like. I but I really. But I really I like literally the, just said that. Yeah, no, he did just say that. Literally, right. you know what? It was like that Chicago goal. Um, <laughs> well, that's why it was a mirror because you, it was one on one side and, and me on the other. But what I really liked about it was the run up of it. I I, I really liked uh, how um, if you if you just go a few passes back, you see him. I forget now who he passes it off to, and everybody just reads the play like they know exactly what they're going to be doing, and um, it it just it it looked really good. It looked really it looked good as a team. It looked like they were on point. Um, it looked like it was incredibly intentional from from the beginning. Uh, so I I really give kudos to that. That's something I don't really see often with the Galaxy. Well, you got to give kudos to uh, on both those goals. You got to give kudos to Bradford Jameson because he started the play, or he was I'm not, involved I'm not I'm not. in that yeah. play. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Jameson made the cross uh, where uh, Ramondo miss hit the ball. Um, I think that let me see. I think he started the breakaway in the second goal before he, he gives it off to Carrasco, and Carrasco gives uh, uh, sends him the cross to Zlatan. And then uh, in the third goal, uh, I think it was Pontius. I'm not sure if Jameson was a part of that. I actually can't recall now. I'm, I'm, uh, but Pontius, I'm sure he was. He was all over the place. Uh, but uh, Pontius uh, with the assist over to Kamara. And by the way, Pontius, one of those unsung heroes. Yep. I thought he had a really good game. Um, uh, more people are going to be focused on Zlatan. People are going to be focused on Kamara. No, he's had very good game, games. People will be will be uh, focused on Bradford Jameson, and for good reason. And they should get recognition. But I think Pontius also had a good game, um, and uh, we got to recognize him because I thought he was one of the better players on the Absolutely. field throughout the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I also think that Perry Kitchen had a a, a really good game. Um, yeah. That shove that he had, uh, I think, really fired up the team right when Bradford came on. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Got into it a little bit and shoved somebody. I think that fired the guys up. Um, that, yeah, that I have helped to agree. Spark everything. I have to agree that that was an emotional boost. I, I think that was, a, you know, what we kind of expected from Kitchen, to be honest, being the defensive midfielder, uh, a physical defensive midfielder, that you needed a, an enforcer back there. And he, he was certainly acting like uh, being physical. And I think that kind of fired up the guys like, yep, we're rallying behind this guy. And uh, yeah, and then with the, inclu um, the uh, inclusion of Bradford Jameson and onto the team, I think it was just a perfect storm, and the Galaxy uh, just rode that to, uh, to uh, a very convincing victory. And um, so, like I had mentioned, it's a clean sheet. That's good. That's always a good thing. Uh, I'm happy for the back line. Um, Shelvik, like I said, it, it's, it's kind of weird that you're saying that a guy had a bad game when no goal was allowed. But uh, Shelvik in the second half, um, again, another one of those moments where this game could have turned differently if that call doesn't go our way. Shelvik. Last man, I don't even think he was going for the ball, gets a yellow card on a breakaway. It should have been a red. We should have been playing with 10 men, but the Galaxy catch a rare break. Shelvick only gets a yellow, and uh, we were able to keep all of our 11 guys on the field. And uh, I don't want to say we took advantage of it because we've been playing with 11 men for you know entire 45 minutes before that, but um, this game could have gotten... Ugly has Shovik been uh, tossed out of that game at mm -hmm. that moment. Yeah, um, I think that it could have gone either way. Uh, you know, this being MLS and and you usually we're 
on the wrong end of, of those calls, especially if VAR is involved. But, um, you know, Shelbick lucky to, to, to be uh, to stay on the field. Um, a lot of people uh, want to give uh, – and, again, it's, it's, um, it's, it's sort of the theme, the theme of the night. You know, you stumbled upon – you stumbled into, into sort of a, a good game. Uh, a lot of people want to give credit to Siggy for uh, bringing in Bradford Jameson when he did. Um, but I think he stumbles into this because he only brought Bradford in because Leggett got hurt. Uh-huh. And so, you know, yeah, yeah it wasn't he, a tactical he comes in, thing. He makes a difference, but it wasn't a Siggy like, Hey, a choice. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. It wasn't a choice. It was like a necessity. So, you know, you, you, you kind of take that for what it is. You, you, you know, is that, do you credit Siggy for bringing him in? I mean, I guess he could have made a different choice. He could have brought in Boateng, but um, you know you 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 have to sort of look at it with with a critical eye, saying like you know he it wasn't a, it wasn't a choice. It was it was just kind of luck. Uh, you know I, I'm not sure because I'm all, I'm still on the uh, on the Siggy out train. Uh, I even if he. He were to win the next, you know, a few games here and there. I mean, it doesn't necessarily fix the problems that uh, that remain on this team. Uh, I think that Siggy, we talked about this before. Uh, Siggy is not the guy uh, to be leading this team back to where we want it to be. Um, and uh, you know, as long as um, Klein and Vianis are head of the team, I mean, you're not going to get very ambitious. You're not going to get. Uh, you're not going to get very far. Um, regardless, I think, I mean, obviously, Siggy doesn't come back next season. But um, the thing is, is that when things are going good, you give credit to the coach. When things are going bad, you know, and something good happens in between, it's about luck. It's about anything but giving credit to the coach. But there has been several times where Siggy has made the correct tactical adjustments, the correct tactical decisions, especially in the second half. Um, to where I believe maybe this wasn't luck. Um, maybe he didn't know something that um, that obviously that we didn't. Um, and I will give him the benefit of the doubt here that putting in uh, Jameson in this spot was not necessarily luck, but actually um, something that he meant to do. And mm. he knew exactly why he wanted to do it. Um, with you. Yeah, I, mean, I know that's an unpopular opinion. I, I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me. Um, but I, I have seen it uh, more than once this season um, that he does make the, the right adjustments um, when need be. Uh, obviously, when things aren't going well, and it, it's a lot easier to criticize a coach and a lot harder to uh, give him credit for something that you know we feel at the time that he didn't deserve. Um, not necessarily uh, defending him. Like I said, I'm still on the Siggy out train. But I, I will give him credit for uh, the, the adjustments and the, and the substitutions he made and the formation he used in uh, this time around, even though his post-game comments were like, hey, this worked. So, um, <laughs> is, is, there a, is, still, is there still a Siggy out train? It's late. I mean, like, shit. I might have to no, reschedule I, at this point. I, I think it, yeah, I, mean, I, think we've, I think we've lost or, the train. Like, it's already passed. It's gone. And we just have to sit here and just deal with it. 
Well, honestly, I think for the fans, that, the that train broke down on the track somewhere. <laughs> no, I mean that, that that train was never gonna stop um, in front of the front office, or at least the front office was never gonna board that train. Um, at least, you know, at least not yet. Um, for the fans, for a lot of the fans, uh, that train came and they jumped on. Unfortunately, it, it we're not the ones that are making the decisions. So. Um, I think a lot of people just kind of uh, accepted that, you know, Siggy's here to stay. Um, David, you had mentioned that the, the Montreal victory might have uh, saved him his job. Uh, he posted a, another victory uh, against San Jose before going down to Dallas. And then um, right now he's on a, I mean, if you want to call it an unbeaten streak, you know, um, <laughs> took the, uh, a tie against the hottest team uh, and a victory at home against a third place team in the Western Conference, I, I'm not. Um, like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid, but um, you know, uh, client and company, they, they, they weren't gonna. They're not gonna do anything. So I mean, uh, regardless yeah. of uh, what we want. So, well, you know, here yeah. we are. Here we are sitting here doing this podcast, complaining about the same shit that we always complain about. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thanks yeah, for that's listening, the whole guys. Point of the po- that's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> no, it is. It is. But we're, you know, there's sometimes that we can probably be happier. But anyways, thank you for listening, <laughs> we won, guys. We won we're, a game. we're going into uh, inter, into World Cup. Uh, uh, what, what do we need to call it? World Cup um, mode. Mode. Huh? World Cup mode. World Cup mode. I think no, World I'm just Cup saying. Mode uh, is probably, um, yeah. Break. That's what I'm trying to say. World Cup uh, break. Uh, uh. So we won't be <laughs> we won't be talking about Galaxy for I don't know how many weeks, guys. How many? Like three weeks? Four weeks? Oh, two weeks. We, we, our next game is against June 30th. We mentioned okay. it is against San Jose. So June 30th is actually um, the day that the round of 16 starts. Uh, group play ends on, I believe, June 28th. There's an off day uh, where there's no games on June 29th. Um, so uh, that is uh, our next game. We'll be back for MLS recap. Uh, we have six games just this week. Uh, so we'll do that next week. And I believe on the 23rd, there's a, there's a few games as well. So we'll, we'll still be, you know, covering MLS. If there is any uh, uh, update on the Alessandrini or Legette, um injuries, um, we'll probably mention it there. But, yeah, for, for uh, it'll be the up next on Twitter month, too. yeah, it, it'll, it'll be somewhere. And I know that we uh, – uh, the Galaxy is our uh, first priority, but we also talk about the men's national team. Um, so um, naturally we're going to talk about the world cup, even if they're not in it. Um, this is the biggest sporting event on the planet. It is the pinnacle of our sport. Um, people are always going to be talking about the world cup, regardless of, uh, you know, whether your team is in it or not. So, um, so yeah, we'll have that coverage for you. Uh, the, we will be playing balls and vodka. Uh, so there's no way that we were not going to do that. So, uh, we'll be making our predictions for the World Cup, and we have an extremely special guest to cap off that segment. So keep uh, the eyes on your feed there. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I think about I'm about as hyped as I'm going to be for my team not being in there. So um, as of this recording, we are less than uh, 36 hours away. So um, I'm getting more excited. So. 
Yeah, all right, okay, great. All right, Lewis, thank you for uh, wrapping that up for in the last for like 30 minutes right there. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this LA is Our House episode 116. Make sure you listen to Balls and Beers, Balls and Vodka, and MLS Recap this week. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, everyone. That was me stealing the keys of the Ferrari. <laughs> You'd crash that shit in an instant. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.